0: We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com.
1: Filipino folk magic and food blend together in The Takeout, a new middle grade book by local author Tracy Badua. It follows 12-year-old Mila, whose family owns a Filipino Indian food truck. But when a new celebrity restaurant opens in their small town with a menu that mirrors the food trucks almost exactly, she sets out to expose the recipe thieves. The Takeout is Tracy's third book in a year. She debuted with Freddie Versus the Family Curse last May. And she's writing two more on top of her day job as an attorney. Welcome back to Midday, Tracy.
2: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com.
1: So The Takeout is all about this battle between a small family-owned food truck and a high-end celebrity restaurant. What first inspired you to write a story about food?
2: Well, when I was coming up with ideas for what would have been my my follow up to Freddy versus the family curse, um, I realized I was watching a lot of Food Network and a lot of HGTV. And somehow that kind of blended together in my head as a what if there were some celebrity chefs that were possibly evil and, of course, who doesn't love food trucks. So those all kind of mixed together and and became this idea that was Mila's Filipino-Indian fusion food truck.
1: And there are a lot of Filipino-Indian fusion dishes in the book, like the turonlesi, a yogurt drink which Mila herself dubs the Mila Special. Uh, what led to this specific fusion of Filipino and Indian culture and their cuisines?
2: I am from a Filipino family. I'm Filipino myself. I unfortunately do not do any, you know, delicious Filipino cooking, but I've, I'm so lucky to have uh, folks around me who do. And then my husband and his family are Indian, Indian Indian-American, so I got to have all sorts of delicious home-cooked food through them and started thinking about how delicious would these two kind of cuisines be put together, and that's what what led to the Filipino-Indian Fusion food truck. These are all, unfortunately, fictional recipes that I have not tried myself due to my sad cooking skills, but... You know, if any readers out there want to try to make a tour on Lassie, I'll be there. Call me up.
1: (laughs) All right. And, uh, you know, food is a great connector for lots of families and cultures. And you explored that aspect a lot in your book. What's your own experience with food as this sort of uniting force?
2: Food was always a big deal at our family parties and our get togethers. And of course, you know, you go to anybody's anyone's house uh, in our family, and you're going to be offered something to eat and maybe something to take home. So food was such a big part of my you know, growing up and being around family and friends. It's something that when it came to writing a book, this was a natural thing for me to move into. Um, again, my cooking skills are unfortunately not up to the level to create the recipes in the book, but uh, my family is... So talented when it comes to, to their magic in the kitchen, and um, I'm happy to have taken some inspiration from them.
1: Wonderful. I mean, could we have you read a, a brief excerpt?
2: Of course. So I'm going to read a, a, a part of the first chapter where Mila is serving up a turon lassi to her customers. I almost hand the second turon lassi to another customer when I notice something off about her. She sniffles on the phone. We were supposed to spend the summer together and he breaks up with me? A broken heart. I may have a fix for this, or at least a temporary one, if I can get it to work. When the girl reaches for her drink, I wave her closer so I can speak without the adults overhearing. I might have an all natural potion that can help ease the heartache, I whisper, but you have to keep it secret. I tilt my head toward Dad and Mr. Rom, the universal sign for from these guys. She lowers her phone. All natural, so it's not a drug or anything? I shake my head. It's more like a tea, a bunch of herbs and roots steeped so they're super concentrated. It's prepared by Filipino folk healers. Non Western medicine? Sure, I'll try anything to get that jerk out of my mind. I reach inside my blue messenger bag and feel around for a small glass bottle, keeping an eye out to make sure Dad and Mr. Rom don't see. They wouldn't love the idea of magicking a customer's food. Dad didn't even approve of me adding double washed as opposed to triple washed cilantro to a customer's dish for fear that someone might get a stomach bug and blame the truck. But there's nothing to worry about with these blends.
0: Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right.
1: You're listening to KPBS midday Edition. I'm Jade Hindman. We are speaking with local author Tracy Badua about her latest middle grade book, The Takeout. So let's talk about Mila, our protagonist. She just moved to this small beach town and is struggling to fit in. Can you tell us more about that?
2: Yes, yeah, so in the book, uh, Mila moves from you know, the big ocean of Los Angeles, very diverse, so many. Things going on all the time to a small fictional beach town, and everyone there is super samey in terms of they all love the same bands, watch the same TV shows, kind of wear the same brands. So she feels a little bit out of place, and her struggle in making friends, not being sure whether they like those different parts of her, um, of you know all the Filipino folk magic she does, and and kind of how different she is from everyone at her school. These are kind of some struggles that I think a lot of kids deal with when they move to somewhere else or just start to notice that there are things different about them than than the rest of their classmates. And it was interesting exploring it in the book through Mila and with that little extra bit of magical flair.
1: You know, Mila is one of the few Filipinos in this predominantly white neighborhood. And and so she's treated like an outsider in many cases, Um, Can you talk a bit about that and and how that experience, again, mirrors your own?
2: So I was lucky enough to grow up in in very diverse Southern California, but definitely, you know, moving around over the years and being in different environments where, you know, perhaps I was the only Filipino or even the only um, Asian American in the room. um, That's kind of something I I put into Mila's experience in the book, where uh, it's just her sometimes feeling a little bit like a fish out of water. And it's not even you know, like anyone is purposefully being mean to her or trying to exclude her. There's just little things that she realizes, like, you know, I don't want to bring my Filipino home-cooked lunch to school just yet. I don't know everyone well enough for them to not, you know, ask, like, what is this? Um, and even with the Filipino folk magic, it's something that's so integral in her family and kind of goes back generations, but she doesn't feel comfortable telling her new friends about it because she's worried that they... uh might ostracize her for it. So, you know, I did not grow up doing Filipino folk magic, unfortunately, but I feel like there's, it's an experience of a lot of maybe, you know, first or second generation kids where you're just not sure how much of your culture to bring into your environment in any given point.
1: Well, yeah, you know, that's uh, an experience that's familiar to a lot of people. Um, And, you know, you also mentioned that, Mila is dabbling in a bit of folk magic and uh, comes from a long line of Filipino folk healers. How did you infuse Filipino folk uh, folklore and magic into this story? And really, what is its significance in Filipino culture?
2: So what I enjoyed um, about writing the Filipino folk part of it is just knowing that there are still communities, not even just in the Philippines, but Worldwide, of of people who use, you know, local ingredients and and different kind of non-Western practices to treat ailments or, you know, just any sort of bad feelings and that kind of thing. So that was really fun for me to explore in this because, you know, our family does not, that I know of, include uh, many folk healers. But I do remember a trip to the Philippines where we. Uh, we did have a local healer come and, and kind of help my brother out with a, a little bit of a stomach issue after we went swimming in the local river and i remember thinking like oh okay they just called um somebody in the neighborhood to to come help my brother out they didn't you know take him to you know the hospital in the nearest city and things like that and that's one of an experience that stuck in my head of there are so many different ways and practices out there uh that that people used to treat themselves and treat others. And for the purpose of the book, I definitely took it a step or two further and, you know, added a little bit more magic to it. I very loosely based some of the potions on what albelrios use now in terms like of vinegar and garlic and just different things that they put into their uh, their tinctures. And uh, a lot of the incantations are really just kind of made up for the purpose of the book. So, I hope young readers don't try to replicate any of it. It is totally fictional, just sadly, just like the actual recipes of the dishes in the book.
1: <laughs> you know, but but really all of your books so far have, have drawn from cultural influences and your Filipino-American upbringing. What was different about writing this particular story?
2: With Mila, her struggle was a little bit different than, than Freddie's. So, you know, in my previous middle grade book, Freddie's really just He's trying not to be cursed. He's trying to defeat this family curse and not be the clumsy kid and move on. And being Filipino-American is something that doesn't really come into play. He's just, you know, a, a kid that is trying to live his best life. Um, with Mila, her moving to a new town where she feels different, that's where her identity kind of comes more to the forefront. It's it's part of the struggle that's highlighted in the book of not only is she trying to expose these recipe thieves, but she's also trying to figure out for herself, you know, who am I as a Filipino American? My sister and my mom are really into the history and heritage. I'm still learning and I, you know, even still feel like a little bit of an outsider among uh, my, you know, American classmates. So the identity part was a lot, it required a lot more thought and exploration in this story and um, I feel like that was a bit of a leap for me to come from Freddy Versus a Family Curse of, of really exploring some of the complex emotions that kids may feel in this kind of scenario.
1: Hmm. How do you feel about uh, where Filipino representation is today, at least in the book world?
2: I am actually super excited that there are so many of us. Um, I feel like when I grew up, there were There were definitely, you know, books with Filipino characters and everything. It was just a matter of access and opportunity. I wasn't able to really get my hands on uh, what was out there. But now there are so many wonderful children's authors um, that are doing middle grade and young adult and picture books. And I, you know, have gotten the pleasure of meeting a handful of them in person and online. And a, a friend of mine did call it, he likes to call it like a we're in a Filipino renaissance in terms of of children's literature, I feel like that is a little bit of a stretch. You know, I write books with, you know, fart jokes in them. I would not call them so much of a renaissance, but I'm so excited that there are enough of us that are the full breadth of experience that um, Filipino and Filipino-American kids have, like, can be represented in all of our books. Mm. What do you hope young
1: readers take away
2: from The Takeout? With The Takeout, I hope that kids look at Mila's struggle of am I enough? Am I doing enough? Do I know enough? Um, And I want kids to see her struggling through that and realize that they themselves are enough, that you don't have to uh, feel like you are not, you know, for example, Filipino enough or American enough. You are who you are. Everyone is on different parts of their journey to who they're going to grow up to be. So, you know, take your time and don't feel like you have to be someone you're not. Good advice. I've been speaking with local
1: author Tracy Badua about her new middle-grade novel, The Takeout. She'll also be at the Festival of AAPI Books, or FAB, in Long Beach this Saturday. And Tracy, thank you so much for talking with us.
2: Thank you again for having me.
0: Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or Hohenmotors.com.